With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ray and Tay today. Yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college who do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. We missed you. (laughs) You're listening. To Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up to talk some sports. It's summertime, man, so we got to get into some MLB, a little bit of training camp football. Give us a call, 718 664 9098. Like always, shoot us your emails, Ray and Tay today at gmail.com. Check out our very interactive website with some great sports interviews. All of our special guests we've had over the last couple of years, RayandTayToday.com. Ray, let's start it off because we come back full, back to normal schedule Mondays and Fridays next week. But on this Friday in August, how about the Dodgers getting Chase Utley, the star second baseman, looked very different in that blue compared to the red Phillies. What do you think about the Dodgers making that move? And obviously, you know, September 1st, the call-ups are coming. You know, a couple of these waiver move trades. Are the Dodgers really ready, if they're healthy, to make a run at the World Series? Well, they better be ready because they're like the Yankees of the past 20 years. I shot out a quick Instagram. I took a picture of a $1,000 bill, and I was like, (laughs) the Dodgers – are closing in on $300 million payroll. So the Yankees are in the 180s, I think. So the Dodgers are $120 million more than the next team. They better get to the playoffs. That luxury tax is ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly what I'm uh, I guess the, the, it's 298 and then if they have incentives, if, if the players hit their incentives, for luxury tax purposes, they'll be over $300 million. So they are spending in L.A., and as for Chase Utley, the thing is going to be very interesting when Howie Kendrick comes back off of injury, who's going to play second base? Because Utley and Jimmy Rollins was the dream team in Philly that won themselves a World Series in 2008. So we'll see how they work that. You always look to see what's happening. Wait, wait, wait but let me ask you this. Don't you feel – let me ask you this, Ray. Right there, just in that statement, don't you feel that Utley should probably be their D.H.? And instead of seeing Granky or Kershaw come to bat, you'd, you'd have Utley. I mean, this would make the game, it just makes it better. It really does. I love the traditional, yeah. but baseball's got to stop being so traditional. No, you're right. And, and especially because most of the pitchers stopped hitting after high school. So it's like you're you, – this isn't 30 years ago when they brought the DH in, I guess it was the early 70s, where you could have guys 
that know how to hit, no pitchers can hit. There's about four pitchers that can hit in the, in the major leagues. So you're actually p- pitching to eight players, really, if you're in the National League, and it hurts you offensively. And nowadays, especially with steroids out, offensive offensive baseball has taken a big hit. So I think that it's time. Maybe we should start a petition. Our last petition got Bernard King into the Basketball Hall of Fame. So maybe That's right. we need to say a petition play. and just do away with the you know, we've, we've we've basically gone away from interleague, um, you know, complete interleague separation. So let's just do away do away with the pitchers hitting in the National League. Let's just go DH all around and call it a day. Well, so listen, I believe it gives more job opportunities, so it's positive for the union. It's definitely something the fans would like to see. And I think if we're being honest, right now with the batting averages and numbers so low – Nobody wants to see the pitchers batting, so I think it would just be good for both leagues and, like you said, totally about the interleague. Let's talk about some of these races, and maybe we start with just the wild cards in the AL and NL because I think it's fascinating with the Blue Jays, maybe the Oreos, you could say Minnesota's still alive, and, and, and Los Angeles. It's going to really come down to the wire and I think baseball is has really got a home run in terms of keeping fans in these cities, you know, hopeful. Wait, and, and I'm sorry, of course, Texas, because Texas has been the hottest team, you know, since, you know, fried grease or, you know, fish grease. And that's hot. So what do you think? Like, who, who do you think will be the two? I mean, obviously, the Blue Jays have the best record. The Angels are hanging in there. But what are your thoughts? Minnesota's playing better. The Rangers are on fire. Who do you think is going to hold the wild cards in the AL? This is not a very profound pick, but I think that the loser of the AL East is going to be the first wild card, so either the Jays or the Yankees. And I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to be the Jays. They're going to win, and the Yankees are going to be the wild card just because I, I always think that the old guys are going to break down and their bodies are just going to give out on them. And then I think the second wild card, I think Houston. Not, is not, a, not an A-bomb from A-Rod, though, baby. The grand oh slamming. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about this guy. He but we have amazing. to remember that A-Rod, you know, put, put the steroids aside. A-Rod was a freak of nature at 19, right? It's not like they took me and pumped me up on steroids <laughs> and said, all right, go be a Hall of Famer in baseball, right? They took a Hall of Famer who was basically the most talented player maybe ever to play the game physically. A true all-around athlete, right too. True all-around athlete, right? Could have played football in college, could, you know, great athlete. And they, you know, maybe extended his career a little bit. But anyway, putting that aside, so I think I think the Yankees, Jays, loser – and I think that um, the what looks to be the Angels or the Angels-Astros loser, right? I don't think that the Twins are going to do it. I don't think the Tigers, my original pick, are going to do it. I don't think the Ooh. Texas Rangers are going to hold up. I think eventually uh, all these teams are going to fade away. And, I, and I'm looking for – the Rangers, right now, you got to admit, the Rangers have had some timely pitching, though. And their bats are alive. They're right behind uh, Los Angeles, so it's not that far. And Minnesota, if they weren't playing the Yankees, 
they, you know, hey, they're right there at 60 and, and 61. So it, it's going to it's gonna come close to the end. It will, but I, I still like uh, today it would be Toronto and L.A. You think, you think the two of them will hold on? Yes, absolutely. And I think the Yankees and Astros have a very good shot of holding on to their divisions. And, of course, the class of the American League this year is just the Kansas City Royals. Uh, second best record in baseball behind the Cardinals, or the third because the Pirates are right there too. Oh yeah, they're second best record. Pirates had the third best record. Um, goodness uh, yeah, gracious! Pirates are half game ahead of them. No, yeah. they're half game ahead of the Pirates. Sorry, they're yeah, yeah, they're ahead of the Pirates. Yeah, the, the NL Central is just on fire. But so I mean, looking at the AL, if if you're being honest, because everyone loves Trout. If the Blue Jays make the wild card and have a better record than than Los Angeles. Or if they win the division, do you think I, – I think you got to vote for Donaldson. The way that he's banging the home runs, I think he's leading the majors and homers. I think you could be seeing Donaldson as your AL MVP, which would just look really bad for the A's for giving up on the young kid and, and, and the stud that he is. What do you think? I uh, believe, who, you know, it's a Michael Jordan scenario, I think, from now for the next 10 years for Mike Trout. He's oh, of by course. far the best player in the game, or, or a LeBron scenario. Let's, let's put it like that. It's, yeah. He's by far the best player in the game, but it doesn't mean he won't lose the MVP every so often. And you're right. If the Blue Jays win the AL East, which they may, and even if they make the playoffs, I think that Josh Donaldson, they, there might be some Mike Trout fatigue. And so Josh Donaldson... Probably, I mean, I'd say he's a slight favorite right now to win the MVP. Um, 33 homers. On Trout. Mike Trout is is the best player in the game, and if you poll 100 players, 93 of them would say that Mike Trout's the best player in the game. So it's it's a LeBron situation. You know, Mike Trout is going to end his career with Barry Ponce had seven, and, and if Barry Bonds were a nicer guy, he would have had nine. I think or he would have taken the one that Kent had and the one that uh, um, – Nine or ten. Been, uh, yeah, eight, or nine probably because it would have been Pent, uh, Jeff Kent's MVP and it would have been um, – what was his name? The third baseman for the Braves. Uh, uh, Pendleton's MVP. Pendleton. Well, so, definitely not Pendleton and Kent. Yeah, you're right. Well, I seven, think one – Eight or nine. So Mike Trout will have – Mike Trout will end his career with five MVPs, I think, at least. So don't and, worry and about listen, Trout, winning. Trout's right there, right? He's also got 33 home runs, him and Pujols. Uh, Cruz is, is the, you know, major league leader with 36. Wow, what a season. Nelson For Cruz. 15 million, right? He's on the cheap in Seattle. You know, it, it, it's fascinating to see. You love, uh, you know, some of these guys. I mean, you know what's wild? We might not get one player at 50 homers. I don't think even Cruz will get to 50. No. We've only got about, what, 36 games left, 35 games left? Somewhere in there? Yeah, some teams have 30, I think. Okay, so, yeah, I don't think. No, 40. Sorry, 40 games, 40 games. On average, you have 40 games left. Right, I'm saying some some are down to 36 games, I think, or something like that. But, yeah, 36 to 40, but – I mean, Ray, it's uh, – can you imagine not a 50, not even one guy – It used to be a sacred number. No, no. Think about I, I when know. Cecil Fielder hit 50. Uh, 
No, no, these are these are sort of normal stats that we grew up with in the eighties and nineties. Forty is outstanding. Oh no, definitely. You know, even thirty is a really, really good year. And Donaldson's on his way to hundred ribbies. I mean, so that's really impressive. Ninety-one ribbies. So that's that's really good. Now let let's talk about this NL because, as you know, and and, and I know, it's always. And look, we're going to probably have that. Uh, what is it? The I ninety World Series is is definitely in effect because the St. Louis Cardinals and ladies and gentlemen, they just they just know how to build a baseball team, and they are. And this is Ray's favorite statement. And I heard somebody saying it today, and I was like, wait a minute, that's what Ray says. There, it's all about geography, right? They're in the wrong division location 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 which is for the cubbies and for the pirates because we just said the pirates second best record in baseball and ray the cubs right now own the second wild card ahead of the san francisco giants pirates giants are playing a big series this weekend so everybody's got to watch out for that but i think you might have to say a little i'm sorry to the cubs what are your thoughts i mean they are doing it Joe Madden is in full effect. They are doing it, and Theo Epstein and Joe Madden might be the new dream team. And it's not that I didn't think that they'd be good. No, I just, just the year it would be next year. Yeah, exactly. I just thought that they wouldn't be this good this soon. So I made some faulty predictions, but that well, your Tigers and your Nats. That one was timing. Yeah, the Tigers, Tigers and, and Nats are, are just doing me wrong. That Nats team that I predicted would have between 95 and 100 wins is a 500 team. And That's incredible. To be honest, their pitching, you know, the, though I thought it could be one of the best pitching staffs ever, their pitching staff has not been the problem. The problem is they can't hit a lick. And between the injuries yeah. and underproducing, they are just the worst. I'm so well, I told you, once Rendon went down – Rendon, to me, was so clutch for them last year. And I had him on a fantasy baseball team. You know, we always got to talk fantasy. And, you know, not having him in there. And then Zimmerman and the, their lineup has been – it's just been inconsistent. And they're really not, manuf- you know, manufacturing runs. And it looks like the Mets – Mets might have a solid hold, four-game lead on August 21st, Ray. That's – you know, it's catchable, right? They're going to play each other. I don't know how many times they, you know, how many games they have left. But right now, they, they can't even smell the Cubs for the wild cards. So the wild cards in the NL look like it's Pirates and Cubs all day. But the Giants will probably have something to say about it because they're right there with 66 wins. You know? Yeah, and the other thing with the Mets, you got to think to yourself, they're doing all of this without David Wright and didn't have Michael Kodire for a while. Now, is Wright ever coming over- back? What, what what are they saying in New York? What, is Wright ever you coming know back? The new, the new. This is me talking, but I believe that we will never see David Wright. Wright, and <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I be, I, I think we have another Mattingly situation on our hands. Ooh. Once you start talking about the back, yeah, third, and he's a third baseman in the National League, right? And and and. Our boy Mattingly was a gold glover, but he was a first baseman in the American League who had yep. the ability to play first and the ability to DH. So yep. you're talking right, about a right third has baseman. And 
it that that back injury and and David Wright's a guy that generates power. He's in a big ballpark and he generates power from his waist and from his hips and his torso and his back. The torque it's just yeah. not going to be the same. So I, I don't know that you'll ever see the David Wright of five years ago again. And it's sad to say, but it looks a lot like Don Mattingly's situation in the uh, you know early 90s when his uh, career kind of came to a halt, or at least the dominant Don Mattingly that we grew up and knew in the mid-80s when he was winning Donnie baseball batting titles. Don't get me emotional. Well, you know what? We get to see him, though. We do get to see him manage the Dodgers. And I got to say, if they don't win the division with that pitching and now that lineup and that money, they surely better beat out the Cubs to the wild card. If the Dodgers wind up losing out to the Giants and then don't make the playoffs, Ray, I don't know if Manley will survive that. As much as I I love him. I don't know if he can survive. If you have a $300 million payroll, you're not going to hesitate to fire your, I don't know how much he makes, but let's say $5 million manager. You know what I mean? You just can't. Not in L.A. Especially the way Granky and Kershaw are pitching. You know? I mean, they're up there in so many different categories, both in earn run average. They're both in the top five. Granky's number one. I think Kershaw's number five. I mean, they're killing it. I mean, they both had those streaks where they were, like, not giving up anything, you know, barely like a mosquito bunt. I mean, his ERA is 1.58 for the Grankster. Granky's a beast. Is Granky Cy Young this year or DeGrom? Well, Granky, I don't know. I I, I think I'm leaning towards Granky. I'm leaning towards Granky, but again, both teams have to make the playoffs. It becomes interesting if one team doesn't make the playoffs. Even though, you know, as a pitcher, you only you only influence 20% of the games. You're only in there one once every five games. So, uh, but but I slight edge to Zach Granky. Yeah, no, I I I would agree with that. It's it's definitely gonna be fascinating. And then you look at the AL. You know, you got a, a bunch of guys. Prices, you know, coming back. You know, King Felix is always around. Sonny Gray is probably maybe the leader in the clubhouse. Um, but then Chris Sale's been doing big things. You know, my guy Chris Archer on the Rays. There's a couple of guys that are, you know, are having pretty good seasons. I like Cole on Pittsburgh also for the National League. I don't think he'll beat out the two Dodgers and, and you know, and, and, and stuff like that. But it's um, – you know, There's a def- lot of young talent in the major leagues. I mean, they, they really need to go on a – marketing push oh just the they pitchers have, alone right forget about these bats funny because the you, you almost never market the pitchers they always market the hitters because it makes sense the hitters play you know if there's 162 games the hitters you know if you stay well down, the mets at least the mets games. market harvey right harvey's market two seasons but think about just the staffs right if you thought about the dodgers the um nats and the mets and the Mets, sure. those staffs, they should be, oh, the marketing should be out the wazoo. I, I, you know, you know, I kill baseball with that because it's like they're sitting on a gold mine right now of these great, and they're all great guys, right? And, and then all the batters, whether it's Goldschmidt or McCutcheon, obviously Trout and Harper. I mean, there's so many stars, offense and defense. You can market like crazy, but these pitchers to me, Oh man, Degrom! I love the kid. I, I, you know, I told you I think he's got better stuff than Harvey. So, I would love to, you know, 
Well, and the the Mets are going to get, they resisted trading him, so they're going to get Wheeler back. So think about the under 25, Wheeler, DeGrom, Ah. Syndergaard, and Harvey. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. If they can stay healthy and, and they can sign them for the next 10 years, baseball's back at City And your Field. boy from the Cubs, right? Ariana from the Cubs with 15 wins? He's right. good, too. Nathan Yovaldi yeah. for the Yankees. <laughs> but he's getting nah. a lot of run support. Hey, <laughs> listen. Uh, he's not in those guys' category. But did I'm you hear him talking about the new, the new core four for the Yanks? You know? With Bird and 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 Luis, um, and then the other two kids, yeah, Marino, yeah. So we'll see how everybody pans out. But they're saying they might have a new core four. How big? But let's just before we leave baseball and and, and talk a, a little bit of this NFL and all that's going on with the injuries and training camp and um you know preseason games. How big were the Yankees' wins this week when the Blue Jays were breathing down their throat? And they were winning, but the Yankees got huge wins to sort of keep and extend their lead as well because they were only up a half a game. Now they're up a game and a half. The A-Rod homer, uh, the other game where they won eight to seven, big wins this week over the Twins. Yeah, the A-Rod grand slam. Yeah. Yeah. well, they won two out of three over the weekend from the Blue Jays. I thought that was important that you know yes. they got swept up in uh, or in New York. They won two out of three in Toronto. I thought that was very important. Uh, they lost a tough one last night, two one to the Indians. Again, the hitting isn't consistent, but the pitching's been very good. Uh, so the Yankees are doing just enough to hang that. I tell you what, that Toronto team, especially with Price, they're scary. So the Yankees need to almost. You know, build up a little bit of a lead. They still have seven, what is it, seven more games with Toronto, right? Or is it ten? No, seven. Seven after the series. It was 13 right, for, right, the, right. For, the back, for the home and home. So t- seven more games. So I feel like if I'm a Yankee fan, which I am, uh, as everyone knows, the Yankees need to go into those series up four or five games. I'm just scared that, you know, you lose two out of three, you lose three out of four. It's okay. Toronto's right there. Breathing down your neck. Well, yeah, because you're afraid that they could they could sweep us easily like they did. That weekend was brutal to see. In the Bronx, and yeah, sure. Yeah, you have every right to be afraid of that Blue Jay roster and that team. Um, the way that – and, you know, give – but, you know, people don't talk about guys like Adrian Beltre and Joey Batista. These are guys that have been around for a while that are just professional hitters, professional players, great guys – Joey Bats is a beast, Ray. He really is. Um, and Tulawiski, I mean, another you know great two-way player. He's made some great plays in the field since he's been a Blue Jay. And we already know about Tulawiski's bat. He's just been killing it. Um, they're dangerous. I, I got to believe, you know, you whoever it is, the Royals, whoever, the team you don't want to face in both leagues in the playoffs – I would say Blue Jays and Pirates. Would you agree? So the Pirates are playing very well. I'm not scared of them like I'm scared of the Blue Jays. You know what I mean? Well, who are you scared uh, of in the National League? Give me a team, and then we'll go to the NFL. Who are you scared of in the National in the playoffs? Don't be scared. You know what? It's got to be – I think it's the Dodgers. It doesn't – I mean, it's pretty obvious, but I think that between – 
their pitching staff and maybe they get some timely hitting. The thing is, Jock Peterson's not playing well. So they really need well, to Well, you need Puig healthy, too. Yeah, and you need Puig healthy, right? Yeah. But I, I think that th- that top of the rotation with with Granky and Kershaw, I mean, you could be down two games. You know, you, you wake up and you're down, you're down 0-2 going into that third game. You know what I mean? So, so you almost feel like they're the favorites unless, I mean, unless it's the Mets. Uh, but then the Mets, the Mets pitchers don't have any experience. Run support. You've got to think. But you've got to be afraid are, of those arms. you definitely right, got to be afraid of those arms. Those two are the two favorite pitchers in any series. So your first two games, you're an underdog to the Dodgers. So let me even ask you this the, real quick. Even if you're the St. Louis Cardinals. Definitely, definitely. And the Cardinals, you always got to be afraid of them. But let me ask you this. We're both sort of tired of the Cardinals and Giants just flip-flopping, winning the World Series. But after last year's performance, I think we all want to see Bub Gardner back with the Giants in the playoffs just to see him pitch because he's such a bulldog. He has no fear. He challenges batters. Would you agree with that? I mean, that guy is just – he makes you want to watch baseball. So a couple things I want to see. I want to see – Bumgarner do his thing. I also want to see Kershaw do his thing because he's too good to not play well and not pitch well in the you know the all, the two guys in our lifetime that had that issue and and you know Barry Bonds is in a whole class by himself but Barry Bonds and Greg Maddox were the two guys that were just awesome Hall of Famers and A Rod to some degree so so put A Rod in that category so A Rod Bonds and and um. Greg Maddox were the three guys that were hands down first ballot Hall of Fame. Forget about the steroids, forget about performance enhancing, but on the field, these guys were just awesome. And then in the playoffs, they didn't deliver to their talent level and to the dominance that they had during the regular season. So you don't want Kershaw, who's young and in the beginning of his career, to be in that category, right? You want to see him experience some success, especially the way he went out last year. I totally agree. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they're so good that you want to in sports, you want to see greatness be great. And so I think everybody roots for that. And I think that's what we're hoping to see uh, for this postseason. Now, speaking of greatness being great. And we're talking NFL and all this been going down. How much more can Cam Newton do or have the responsibility to do? His stud wide receiver goes down in a joint practice. One of the, I mean, crazy rookie seasons, right? One of the top five wide receiver rookie seasons of all time um, with the touchdowns over 1,000 yards. Kelvin Benjamin goes down. Torrey Seattle out for the season. So they've got Phillip Brown. They were relying on the rookie Devin Bunches, Jericho Kachery. You and I both think they should possibly sign Reggie Wayne. I don't know what other receivers are out there. Reggie Wayne's not big, but at least he's a possession receiver. They have Greg Olson. But don't you kind of feel bad for Cam? It's almost like we're never going to see him with, like, a loaded offense to see what he could be. And I, and I just I, – I feel bad for Cam because I really like Cam Newton, you know? I don't like Cam Newton as much as you do, but what I will say is that he's never gotten a fair chance. I mean, the guy has finally gotten a receiver 
two receivers, right? Olsen played great last year, but in Olsen and Benjamin. Uh, Olsen's on the downside of his career. Benjamin's on the upside of his career. But for years, it was Steve Smith and nobody else. It was Greg Olsen and nobody else. And, and you feel like even the running game was never really solidified, even though you know you thought D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, he had to do too much. He's always had to do too much, Cam Newton. And they've never really surrounded him. You know, He's the exact opposite of Peyton Manning, in the sense that Peyton Manning was always given all the tools on offense that he would ever need. An offensive yeah. line, all the weapons, a running game. I mean, think about how you know who he's had, Andrew James and Marshall Falk and all these guys. And Joseph Adai was good. And he's had, you know, the exact opposite, where he's never had great skilled players. They lucked out with Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, nice drafting, right? But but they hung him out to dry in terms of his offensive talent around him. So he's like the Patrick Ewing of, uh, you know, of <laughs> uh, football. So, yeah, no. You know, you, I feel bad so for right. Cam. I feel bad for Cam. And like I said, I'm not a huge Cam fan. I don't think... He's he's a top five, top ten quarterback. A lot of people do, and a lot of people like his potential. But I'm saying he hasn't even been given a fair shot. Definitely. So a couple other news and notes before we get to the question that I want to ask you. Will Tim Tebow make the Eagles? Yesterday, you know, the Bills beat the Browns 11-10. You know, preseason scores don't really matter. Johnny Manziel looked pretty good. I don't know if you just give Josh McCown the job or not. I don't know if Manziel's ready. I think McCown has probably, you know, played good enough that he'll be the starter. But I got to say, Johnny looked like he's finally matured and that he's – the game's starting to slow down for him, which is, you know, for fans that don't know, is when a quarterback really starts to see the field and he can go through his progressions, first, second, third progression. So that was a good note to see. And then this one's kind of deeper, and, and I saw this. And I really was questioning it myself. Why does Gruden, not John, but Jay, seem to really not like Robert, as he says, Robert Griffin III? Redskins win 21-17. Griffin was slaughtered and, you know, sort of carried, almost helped off the field. They said it was a stinger, maybe concussion, but he's fine. He'll be playing next week. But Ray... No Trent Williams, but still the offensive line, Sheriff, all those guys, it almost seemed like if they were trying their hardest, they were are not that good. And if they weren't trying their hardest, do you think – I don't know. I'm just saying it. Is RG3 not light? Or do you think – what do you think the deal is? Like, do you think – not a conspiracy, but I don't I, – I just can't fathom – one, why you would pass the ball so much in a preseason game. But two, why would you have him, you know, out there to get killed like that? I mean, he was getting killed in preseason number two. You know, this one is a mystery to me. I usually have a theory, and this one is a mystery to me because Robert Griffin came into the league and had about as good a rookie year as you can have. They – cashed in and traded up to get him with the Rams and they thought this was our guy and then after that injury he's never been the shame uh he he and Shanahan didn't get along but Shanahan's an ornery dude and Gruden is a young guy who really you know hasn't been at the realm 
as a head coach, uh, doesn't have much experience. So he's, he's the exact opposite of Shanahan. And for some reason, something isn't working in the nation's capital. And we, maybe we need to get one of our D.C. correspondents on the scene because I just can't sniff it out. Is it because the players have lost some respect for Robert Griffin the third? Because I don't think he ever got the respect of the locker room. Maybe that first year, even a little when bit. they were winning that first year, even when they were winning that first think, year, and he was. I going think to they pick. probably respected him, but I think the owner and him were so close, and I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, yeah, I think the first year he probably had it, but then he might have alienated some of the guys. He doesn't seem like he relates to the guys, and you know, you don't have to be Mister Rara at quarterback. A lot of guys lead quietly, but even Kurt Warner and other guys who lead quietly. They still can talk to the guys. They still can joke a little. You saw Matt Ryan last year on Hard Knocks with different guys. You still got to be relatable. And I, I don't know if RG3, maybe he's a little awkward socially or a little bit of a savant or just standoffish. Right. I don't know. And you know what? People kill Dan Snyder. This is not on Dan Snyder. He traded up to get this guy he was this taken right after Andrew Luck. He'll always be compared to Andrew Luck. And, and you can say what you want about Dan Snyder. He's made his mistakes. But he cashed in. You know, he brought in Mike Shanahan as a coach with the two, you know, Super Bowls and everything. And he traded up to get himself a franchise quarterback. And, you know, he did what you want an owner to do. And so, you know, the guys and in, in, the fans in D.C. love to get on Dan Snyder. But this one is not on Dan Snyder. This one is on everybody but Dan Snyder. Now, people say, oh, he's cozied up too much to RG3. Whatever. A lot of owners cozy up to the face of the franchise. That's not the issue. The issue is something is not right between the coach, the locker room, and the quarterback. Totally agree. So some good games tonight. I mean, I think uh, Saturday you'll see Baltimore at Philly. I, I got to ask you because there's a good possibility that your boy Chip Kelly could trade Sanchez. Barkley's looking good. He could be the number two. And he could keep Tim Tebow as the three sort of goal line, you know, whatever, whatever. Tebow did come in game one, threw a couple of good balls. Then he got sacked a bunch. Looked like the throwing motion was a little improved. Will Tim Tebow make the Philadelphia Eagles, Ray? You know what? If you're going to carry a third quarterback, why not be Tim Tebow? I'm serious. I'm yeah. not even putting all joking aside. You make right. the other team have to prepare for him for goal line situations, right? Mm -hmm. So that's at least 10%, 5 10% of your week's practices. You've got to prepare for a guy who may not even play. Yeah. So just the threat of Tim Tebow. And because the Philadelphia Eagles run an up-tempo offense and they run a lot of plays, well, they've, they've scaled it back a little bit because they were burning – their offensive players and especially their defensive players out. But he's such a, you know, mad scientist uh, on offense, Chip Kelly, that you don't know when he'll spring Tebow on you. So I actually think I wouldn't keep him as your second quarterback. But if you're keeping three, absolutely, why not? Why not keep three quarterbacks? And, you know, uh, I don't know how they'll do it. If he'll be three. activate the three, or is he just going to be the emergency quarterback? Well, he'll only come in if somebody gets hurt. But I'm just saying, Tim Tebow, man, he's a problem. He's a problem for you defensively. Now, if I'm a defense, I would love to play him for four quarters. 
But if he comes in for, for a series, that's a problem. I need to prepare for that. I need no, to. No, you're right. And, and, and we all know. Listen, ask the Jets. Tim Tebow around the goal line is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. Well, we'll see. Look, listen, it's going to be interesting. Good to know that um, Shady McCoy, the injury was, you know, kind of not major, the hamstring. He'll still be around for week one. Um, you get scared with some of these players, They're right? They're banged up, those Buffalo running backs. All oh, of them. the Browns and the Bills last night, I mean, 11-10, but no, no starting running backs uh, to, to, you know, to mention. I mean, it's um, – and look, Chris Johnson signed with the Cardinals. Uh, they play, I think, the Chargers coming up tomorrow. So, um, you know, good for CJ2K. I wonder if Ray Rice or Steven Jackson will, you know, get picked up. It'll be interesting to see. So, you know, look, a lot of stuff coming up. I think really next week is the preseason week we can focus on. We'll be back next week regular schedule on uh, obviously Monday we'll be talking more NFL update you know the baseball situation a little bit more college football and then Friday Ray we gotta we gotta give the people what they want we gotta talk fantasy football and get them ready for their drafts I think Ray and Tay will will really break down a lot give you a little fantasy football preview and then Monday August 31st our college football preview show you know I'm chomping at the bit Ray it's gonna be gonna be fun. College football, baby. Oh, Florida just got three guys suspended for the first game. Oh uh, Lord. Knuckleheads, man. These these kids, they, they gotta keep it together. They gotta just listen. What do you say about all these training camp fights? It's really not a big deal. I think it's just the media. They happen it's all just the time. Frustration, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nothing. Nothing yeah. from nothing. Leaves nothing. <laughs> don't even yeah, man. So, look, great show. Hope everybody enjoys the sports weekend. Stay cool. It's hot everywhere. It's August. So I don't care where you live. It's hot. It's August. That's that's what happens. So uh, yeah, stay drink, cool. Drink a Kool-Aid. Drink a lemonade. Drink <laughs> drink water. Just stay hot. Water. Don't, wait, don't promote no Kool-Aid plan. Tell them to drink <laughs> water. <laughs> and we'll see you on the flip side. Have a great sports weekend. And we're back on schedule next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.